welcome you all to another episode of analytics week leadership podcast today we have with us bina amanath from predicts group at ge so to give you a quick uh, uh, intro on bina so she heads the predicts data science product at ge and senior uh, technology executive with over 25 years proven track record of building core big data science and ai competencies focus on strategy execution and operations for turning data into meaningful revenue generating innovative product and solutions with an impressive tenure driving innovation change developing top talent she has been instrumental in building three successful successful startup organizations within ge as a leading visionary in the data and, and, and analytics space she is recognized for defining the global strategic directions and implementation of innovative solutions with marquee companies such as thomson reuters british telecom and e-trade bina has an ms in computer science from university of pune uh, she is also a board member of chick tech and has been a keynote speaker at women in stem summit female executive leadership conference so bina welcome welcome to the to the podcast thank you ashal thanks for having me so that's actually very impressive bio by the way uh, definitely it's it's always it's always pleasure to um, talk to executives who have ai and and pretty much like hands on experience on things uh, leading the charge because that's that's one of the um, uh, one of the areas that we definitely crave interesting um, leaders to be emerging from so uh, love to have you on board on that uh, yes thank so, you so yeah so um, as an intro so why don't we uh, why don't you start with uh, your journey uh, through this uh, data and analytics space your current role uh, whatever you can share and and just, just send us a, a pretty much a, a light on what like why you are where you are and and what's fun and 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 what's going on yeah so currently i'm at g and i head the data science products team what that means is we are looking at our best practices so things we have done within g as an industrial company to establish data science as a core competency and productizing it and making it available for our customers for our partners to use it as they start on their analytic journey uh my career path has been pretty much in a tech you know i by training i'm a computer scientist and i have uh, been lucky enough to be in the technology arena for many years now and primarily focused on the data like i've grown through the ranks so i've played multiple roles within the data space for me it has uh, been fascinating to watch how the technology has changed like you look at it 20 25 30 years ago it was all about transactional databases oltp we knew oracle sql server it was uh, really about running queries and building applications and with client server technology then about uh, 15 years ago it started going into the bi and data warehousing space where uh, the way we did data modeling changed the uh, way we were using the data changed and it was very much around um, being able to build reports to see what happened with the data now it's all about being able to uh, predict what will happen 
So as uh, as the technologies have evolved, uh, the way we use the data has changed. And it is just very interesting to watch that whole journey. I think we are lucky enough to stay in a in a time and age where you know you can see how uh, data, the use of data, has changed over time. Right. And uh, it, and it, it's uh, fascinating for me to see what could happen next. Right. Uh, like we were looking at how to use data, and then it was uh, very focused on capturing data and looking at the trends. Uh, and now it's very much around predictive analytics. But what's going to happen in another 10, 20 years? Mm. And uh, that's where the field of AI is going to be, is going to drive a lot of that. So uh, I think uh, we live in an interesting time, Vishal. Interesting. So I think you uh, partly went into the, my next question as well. So uh, definitely uh, one perspective that you bring on board is having an uh, with your current current work uh, being part of a manufacturing company or, or manufacturing led technology company so what really um, so what is data science to that like uh, a group a, a pretty much like an industrial company so from your perception yeah. what what exactly does that really mean from a manufacturing company like see if you look at it the global manufacturing sector is a, a 10 trillion dollar sector right and i think it is ready for a disruption uh, and i think it's the next wave of the industrial revolution um, so it's interesting to see how uh, how we can apply data science how we can apply artificial intelligence and i'm thinking beyond like, we've talked about robots or that's what people usually connect to when we think about digital transformation but i'm looking at it more as a if we are able to connect all the machines together and be able to build the digital thread from the machines to the data to the products and feed in the customer feedback back into the product design there's a whole new value story there uh, even today there is uh, you, data science is used very much for optimizing factory operations being able to predict when a machine would be down and right. then managing your production line accordingly or boosting equipment utilization or product quality um, while reducing the energy consumption so you'll hear a lot about uh, how factories are becoming more smarter and they are brilliant factories all around the world now right interesting so I think a couple of couple of I think months back um, I met one of the steel plant executive, and um, actually I went into an interesting conversation with this guy and 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 his perspective was, Vishal, uh, it's all Greek to me like data science and all whatever right so, and and my job is to produce yield and whatever right so and I I have certain ingredients I have whatever and it's I'm looking at the output, so it's 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 not for us like. So what is your perception um, uh, being being coming from that side that how would someone tackle this leadership because there are a lot of industries who are struggling with their current like yield maps let alone sort of now being very futuristic on using data to sort of reduce the the wastage and what and what not how how do sort of someone uh, sell to these executives these kind of capabilities if at all yeah, no, and I think uh, what you're bringing up is a very valid point. You can, uh, um, really, the adoption of data science. Uh, 
how do you drive the adoption of uh, data science within a, a, an industry that has been around for so long? Mm. It's m very easy to sell uh, data science in a consumer internet company or a company that has be, been just founded in the last few decades, right. right? But you're looking at companies which have been around for 100 plus years. It's not easy. So the adoption def uh, the adoption of data science is is one of the toughest challenges we have being able to change the culture and it also depends on the age of the factory itself in mm. terms of like you know how long have the uh, workers been there how long has the plant managers or the executives been there and there is a lot of intrinsic domain knowledge that exists in these people and it's very tough to convince them that uh, a piece of software right. would actually predict when a machine will go down and they are so used to being able to intuitively uh, guess when a machine will go down it is um, it it's, uh, takes time to convince and I think the only way around it is really to keep showing that value continuously um, and so, you know I've been at factories where they're, um, the workers have been doing it for 30 plus years right. and they, they just don't live in a world where there are apps for everything right, right? and when you try to put an app which is going to pr predict when a machine is going to go down into these factory floor workers and it doesn't it's not welcomed as easily as you would think Right, and I think, and, and you brought a very interesting point on 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 the culture, right? So, that's one of the most uh, engraved thing in the manufacturing is their culture of and their belief system on sort of what works and what hasn't worked. And and, and I think you're spot on with the with the fact that there are people who are who have been with this company for thirty plus years, and now asking them to change this with this rapidly evolving uh, paradigm would be would be a nightmare. So, what are some of the interesting sort of um, suggestions or uh, some of the insights that you could provide to help other practitioners or other sort of hopefuls uh, dealing with these kind of scenarios to to help their companies bring this this cultural change of this data driven and and, and analytics driven uh, manufacturing. Yeah, I think uh, there needs to be a lot of top leadership support. Uh, and uh, most of the leadership is aware because as I said, as factory workers, uh, as people who are working in a manufacturing plant, there's a lot of intrinsic domain knowledge. And there's an inherent um, awareness that as um, this workforce changes over time and millennials come in, how do you pass that kind of domain knowledge which mm. is in somebody's brain? And if there are no manuals that exist for that. Um, so I think the first step is obviously getting in the leadership support and then to start small. Find out the key pain area within a, a manufacturing plant and then build a, do a proof of concept. Build a simple app that can solve it for um, that particular, to solve that mm. particular problem and continuously keep repeating it. So I think it's really about going small, showing some quick wins and working closely with the key stakeholders and the people who will be impacted the most in a positive way with that uh, app. I think uh, beautifully put. So lead, having a good leadership support, showing some quick wins, uh, creating like an app, like an incentive plan. So definitely uh, uh, some of good insights um, for people to, fo to follow up on. So um, let's let's talk about your journey. So so you have been um, when I was reading this, I was thinking that you have been all over the place. So you have been with E-Trade, you have been with telcos. Now we have manufacturing. So um, like, what are some of the commonalities across these industries that you think that has helped you 
stay relevant and stay sort of useful as you are sort of cruising along in these industries yeah as, as i've said i said saying earlier vishal that i've been lucky to be in the data arena my focus mm. has been very much in the data space and i've worked in uh, startups i've worked in mid-sized companies i've worked in large companies and different domains um i think the uh, the uh, the way, way i've always looked at it is not the technology itself but the outcome the technology can drive what is the impact that the technology can have in solving a specific business problem uh, it's uh, i i'm very interested in technology but it's the use of technology that fascinates me more um so i believe the technologies change over time and if you look at the just the past 30 years right the technologies have evolved and changed but uh, the way and the way we use data has changed as well but it's all, always about driving real positive results um it's also important when you are a technology executive to stay current on um on the uh, technology space as it's evolving and being able to influence it in a way uh, that can dr- uh, help you reach your results faster interesting and it definitely some good good insights there uh, so one thing that i was thinking about um is uh, and again let i'm i'm just going back to your to your sort of um, good experience uh, past experience so you have been you have been also managing uh, teams of of various size uh, sizes right yeah. so what are some of the some of the key insights um, or some of the uh, some of the hacks or some of the best practices that you have gained uh, to managing this data driven three teams as as you're going along Yeah so I, th- I have uh, managed teams from um, 5 to 200 people you know, across uh, through my, throughout my career it, I have set up organizations from scratch I have uh, inherited organizations and managed it and it has been quite a learning experience um, one thing that's uh, that's always worked for me is to have a very clear vision for the team mm-hmm. um, c- communicate it and focus on achieving the vision um like don't build a data science team or a bi team just because it's a new buzzword it's what mm-hmm. every other company is doing but build it with a very specific reason build it to solve a very specific business problem so you know build it to take your business to the next level technologies come and go but it's important to be able to define very clearly to your team on what impact they will be driving for the organization that keeps them motivated mm. also as a leader for any technology team i think it's important that you stay connected with technology itself so i read a lot i attend conferences i as you mentioned earlier i do you know i give keynote speeches just to stay in touch with the industry don't um, stay wrapped up in just the domain that you are on like if you are in financial industry don't just attend fintech conferences mm. you know it's always good to know what other people are doing with um with the same technologies and you'll be interested it's very fascinating to find out how the same technology is used in different ways in different domains to solve completely different problems um and the last thing i would say and this is um, not just for technology teams but in general it's being available for your team mm. your team should be your first priority i strongly believe and follow the principle that I'm only as good as my team right. and success is a team effort. So, you know, that that for me has always worked. 
interesting interesting i think that again uh, some good insights here so uh, now let's talk about uh, talk about predicts right so what exactly is predicts and then if if you can if you can shed some light on what it is doing in ge and what's the future if anything we can we can share about that yeah so predicts is a cloud based platform uh, connecting machines data and people yeah you we expect uh, predicts to do for factories and industrial companies what apple's ios did for cell phones really transforming the whole industrial internet space um, so it enables industrial scale analytics to drive a number of uh, business outcomes for industrial companies um i believe it's a game changer it gives us um, the intelligence to not only tell tell us what's going on inside a machine uh, whether something is wrong but you know what can we do it what can we do before it affects our customers um it is uh, you know it is like being able to use analytics to prevent flight delays mm. or to prevent um patient delays in a hospital like if we are able to predict when a certain uh, engine is going to fail or when a certain part within an engine is going to fail and we can then prevent a flight delay that is impactful and that's what predicts aims to do let me give you an example so like any other machine a jet engine collects dirt and corrosion as it uh, flies over different areas and you have to wash it on a periodic basis uh, this is a big deal since a water wash can increase its efficiency from 1 to 18 person mm. but here's the deal if you do it too often it becomes too expensive and if you do it if you do it too less if you wait too long then you burn more fuel and wear your parts So with a platform like Predicts you are able to predict what is the optimal time uh, what is, how frequently should a engine be washed for its optimal performance so those and th- those are very specific use cases for analytics in an industrial setting and i give the example of a jet engine but it mm. could be for a locomotive it could be for a tractor it could be for any industrial equipment Uh, and g it, itself is going uh, is going through a transformation of becoming a digital industrial company as you know g has been around for 124 plus years and mm-hmm. uh, it's been an industrial company uh, but now we are leveraging the power of software data and analytics to become an in, a digital industrial company it's all about making our machines smarter mm-hmm. uh, to drive better outcomes for our business and predicts is at the heart of it interesting so um so let's let's talk about um bunch of opportunities that you see in manufacturing because i think uh, that's another area that what are so so if if i am i i like if i i have the cap- capability and i believe that there is uh, uh manufacturing needs uh, these leading edge and least capabilities and we know that uh, the that the entrepreneurs or the leaders in manufacturing are not savvy enough So, what are some of the interesting opportunities that I should invest into, or or I should sort of explore as an as as an entrant to this industry that I could probably pitch in? Yeah, and uh, you know, this is this is something very common that I've seen, and um, I would um, um, I would say you know identify the most the most critical problem that you're currently facing, and see if it can. see how it can be solved with data 
Um, and if it uh, usually, if you bring in a data science team or a chief data scientist, they can help you walk through it. Um, don't do, do not don't just you know. I, I've seen companies get a Hadoop cluster just because they want to do big data. But it's very important to stay anchored in the reality of uh, what the business is going through, what the business is trying to achieve. Um, so usually when I talk to any customer, whether it's within GE or outside, it is like, what are your top five pain points? Find those top five pain points and then work on uh, figuring out how it can be solved with data or analytics. Now, some cannot be solved with data and those are kept aside, but there usually is at least uh, one that can be solved with data analytics, and that's what you take as your first use case and then solve it and get the buy-in from your stakeholders, from your, um, uh, from your employees, from your customers, uh, as you show that first success. Interesting, interesting. Definitely, uh, uh, it, it makes sense. So and so now let's, let's talk about challenges uh, that uh, a typical manufacturing company faces, and at least that you have um, at least from your lens um, heard about or experienced. What are some of the interesting challenges that you that you see businesses facing? That that uh, you like you say uh, probably we should they, they need a help. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and I was surprised um, uh, when I uh, started working with industrial companies initially as um, how different it is from, say, a typical Silicon Valley environment, right? How different um, the, the employees work, how the culture is very different. Um, you know, when you are in the technology industry, and especially in the software data and data analytics space, you are so technology savvy, you're so used to um, having solutions, having apps which can uh, predict anything for mm. you, right, from the weather forecast to um, if a flight is being delayed. Uh, but in the manufacturing world, it's it's truly a different world. Um, and for me, for, from what I've seen, the biggest challenge is the culture. The second challenge is um, it is um, it, it is even the from a data science perspective, uh, um, viewpoint it is you know th there are problems that exist that have never been solved before you know mm -hmm. unlike consumer internet right where um, you know all about targeted marketing like if you look back at it Bishal like the whole big data or data science came into the forefront with the consumer internet right a couple of decades ago with Google and Facebook and LinkedIn it was you know very very much used machine learning was very much used for targeted marketing for uh, displaying the right ads for paid search and so on uh, but from a manufacturing lens there are problems around like factory optimization, mm. predicting when a certain equipment will be done. Those things have never been done before, right? Mm. So there are you cannot uh, really Google for something and find a solution right out of the box. That's interesting. Uh, so even from a you know as a technologist, you know it is innovative stuff, and then you know getting the actual user to get buy-in that's a completely different aspect. Like we are so ingrained on using the internet or to Google for anything. Now, a lot of the manufacturing um, uh, workforce is all about, it's, they have that domain knowledge inside, mm. right, in their head because they've been doing it for years. In a manufacturer, in our world, it is um, likely that we would have done like five, six jobs 
uh, 10 jobs in our career. Right. But in that world, it is more about uh, they, they join it from after college or after school, and that's their career. That's one job for the rest of the life. So there's a lot of inherent domain knowledge. And so it's it's just very different than you and me. And right. you know the problems that exist are also very new from a data science perspective, from an analytic perspective. Uh, the kind of data that exists is different. You know, it's not about looking at the user profile and then doing targeted marketing. It is more about building a profile for a machine and then uh, say, uh, you know, and we call it the digital twin, building a digital twin for a machine and then being able to predict its behavior, mm. anticipating that behavior and then build uh, prescriptive analytics that can actually uh, fix it. Interesting. And I think definitely so. Um, one opportunity or sort of one area that uh, that I see and I feel sorry for manufacturing companies by the way for this that is IOT because let alone so you have your own systems so let's say in the, in the case of a company like GE right so you manufacturing your you manufacture your own stuff but also there are some other vendors some other parts products whatever right and they come with their own sensors they come with their own capabilities their own IOT maybe frameworks and so how uh, Let's let's start with the predicts, right? So how uh, how a platform like, like predicts handle those scenarios and handle the scenarios of uh, multiple vendors sending their IoT stack or stuff, um, and and you're dealing with like you are pretty much your own sort of uh, vendor as well in that in that in, in in that relationship, but but like how how would predicts help? In, in that scenario where you have a lot of IOTs and, and the data happening. Yeah, so you want to think of um, Predicts, it's an open app platform. Anybody can put their apps, their analytics, or their data sets onto Predicts. Uh, you can, uh, it's uh, the, 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 what we provide from Predicts perspective is more around the scalability. The biggest thing is also around the security aspect and providing an infrastructure that is capable of industrial grade analytics. From a customer perspective, we are able to partner with any vendor. It doesn't matter. They can build their own apps and put it on Predicts. Leverage Predicts as a platform. Interesting. Um, so um, now talk about, um, let, now let's, let's talk about say, uh, if, if I am dealing with say company A, B and C and they all provide me their own IoT frameworks, so what is what is one of the what is some of the best practices that that uh, that you are seeing from your area? Like how should I handle those? Because uh, every every platform comes with their own sort of uh, cloud-based uh, IoT monitoring dashboard or whatever. So does that does that mean uh, creating a lot of APIs and 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 having a service like Predicts uh, and and sort of like who is who is doing the heavy lifting on that? Like are is uh, a company like GE with Predicts making those um, uh, partner relationship yeah. with IoT manufacturing saying, hey guys, I can uh, share your ontology or I have an, I, I'll give an ontology in which we can share data and whatever. So that clients, yeah. so yeah, what do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, uh, uh, we are leading the industrial internet. Um, so I think we, are the, uh, we, uh, we have an industrial internet consortium is a company of uh, most of these partners and uh, uh, we are coming up with the standards the governance rules the security rules around it uh, in a with a you know in a partnership model and then uh, 
implementing it on predict so that it can be a common framework. And you touch an interesting uh, p uh, point, Vishal, is you know this whole IoT space with big data is so new, hmm. right? Uh, there's a lot of hype around it, but uh, there's uh, there's also there's a lot of groundwork that needs to be done. Like, uh, and I'll, I'll give you like the, the security aspect, right? The security aspect from from a big data perspective. But as I said, big data was built very much from a consumer internet perspective. The security needs over there are completely different than what you would need to uh, have to keep, say, jet engine data safe, you know, and safe and secure. Uh, jet engine, as it is transmitting data to a secure cloud, it, it needs to be very, very secure. Hmm. Uh, uh, in, in a consumer world, uh, and or look at it from an analytics perspective, right? And I say industrial grade analytics, here's the difference. Like in a consumer world, uh, if you are not able to, if your analytic doesn't work, if it is not giving accurate result, what's the worst case scenario? You will get a wrong ad displayed, hmm. right? right? Or worse, your shopping cart crashes. But in an industrial space, if you have an analytic that is predicting when a certain part in a MRI machine is going to fail, and if it doesn't work accurately, it's going to result in a long patient, you know, wait for the patients. So I think the parameters, the way you evaluate models, the way you build models are extremely different in an IoT space in a, versus a consumer space. And um, and a lot of these rules, the legalities don't exist. Mm. Um, and so we are, are, there is a t uh, there is a consortium around it called the Industrial Internet Consortium, which is kind of laying out doing this foundational work. Interesting. No, I think that's again you're you're hitting a, a very interesting point here. So I was I was actually talking to a bank, and uh, one of the global banks, and and they say that uh, now so they have branches in in Europe and Asia and and not what and what on and Europe is a bit stringent on on data sharing and what and what not for their like for the bank employees let alone uh, their customers now yeah. talk about iot like a sensor being placed in europe versus sensor placed in in in, in us how how so basically so how would that sort of transform because i think that's another another nightmarish scenario right so now think about a sensor breaking beacon breaking legality bounds because of whatever right so what what are you seeing from from your lens? Is that a problem yet uh, that you're seeing, or uh, it's it's something that probably will emerge sometime in future? No, it is actually rapidly emerging, and uh, there are uh, there's a lot of work going on in the background to uh, lay down those the new rules, right? The new governance, the new laws, uh, which just doesn't exist in a cybersecurity world uh, from an IoT perspective. So. Uh, it's rapidly emerging and it is something that um, companies like GE are working on to address because we really can't um, make progress. We really can't, uh, you know, scale out if we don't address those issues now. That's true. And, and, and I think it, it, it's great that big companies should pitch in because I think that's it's it's first it's a uh, it's and the company which, which are actually with that size. They can they can do something about it so that the, the, the new entrants could actually leverage that learning um, definitely uh, that's that, that's very 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 cool to know so um, now let's talk about some of the uh, interesting use cases that you're seeing in the industry right so uh, like what are some of the fascinating stuff that you have heard people doing 
in uh, in industry in, in industrial manufacturing companies or iot space that that pretty much you said wow this is amazing yeah and there are quite a few but, but one comes to top of my mind uh, i don't think it's as much iot or manufacturing but i was talking to a friend of mine at berkeley and he was telling me that um, they're working on uh, putting together this patch it looks like a tiny little bandaid and you can put it anywhere on your body and it's doing continuous health monitoring wow it's like a fitbit but wrapped as a health monitor just continuously monitoring your blood pressure your bodily fluids your temperature uh, for antibodies and uh, it can uh, when what they're trying to do is embed it with logic so that if if it detects that you might be coming down with the flu uh, it, uh, it it obviously has an app it will tell you that you need to up your vitamin c right. um so you know those that's fascinating for me like it's beyond a fitbit now uh, it is just a tiny patch that you put you know stick on your body and you go about your normal stuff you probably don't you know Uh, you probably don't even have to do any of uh, if you're a diabetic patient. You don't right. have to do blood sugar monitoring, or, or, you know, every day. It is, it's going to do all this health management for you. And can you imagine the possibilities as this, you know, a technology like this takes off, <laughs> right? Um, one thing that I see in the IoT space, and that's um, that's very fascinating for me, is um, like think as all our medical equipments get connected. you know of course um of course the security and anonymization uh, mm. part has to be addressed but as machines get connected uh, if all the uh, medical equipments in the world were connected a patient comes in and goes in for a scan and there's a certain anomaly detected in the scan uh, the without the before the doctor even sees it the, that machine has you know pulled all the other machines in the world to find a similar anomaly to get the doctor's notes to see what how was it addressed which was the mm. most effective um treatment and now you are able to present not only that um, the scan but also uh, you know what has worked in the past that is that is wow. Uh, you know life changing that is now the machine has you know been able to talk all the other similar machines and provide what has uh, worked in the past to make this patient's life better interesting right and it's uh, it's not it, i don't think we're at point where the machine will prescribe it but at least it's giving it to a human doctor who can now make you know who has all that data at his fingertips interesting no so, i think definitely uh, uh yeah i think sensor is fascinating to see where this, the sensor world is going so um i think one of the so it's consider it as opinion poll whatever so so uh thinking about open source versus enterprise right so what like which side of the of the lake do you fall in so should an industrial company go for an open source solution or should they go for enterprise what what's your take personal take on it sure. both i think it depends on the use case and um um really the parameters around it right um depending uh, on depending on the needs that you have maybe around security and governance and with the maturity of the technology you want to use i think uh, it has to be a combination of both for any company interesting so um now let's let's talk about individuals uh people uh, in in the industrial inter, uh, manufacturing companies 
So if suppose I am a budding data scientist or a, and and I want to get a get placed in this industry, so what are some of the some of the hacks or some of the best practices that uh, that typical a company um, a industry manufacturing company look for that I should prepare myself to to be successful in that? Yeah, so besides the training, I mean, it would be hmm. good if you had manufacturing tra a background in manufacturing or uh, uh, science or statistics or artificial intelligence. That's a given. Mm -hmm. um, I would say uh, passion and curiosity, because a lot of work we do is um, has not been done before. Yeah. You have to be curious. You have to keep you know digging into that problem to find out a solution for it. It's not something that you can. Call up and ask somebody. It is. Uh, it is not something that you can just search for and you'll find a solution. Uh, there is no easy copy-paste mechanism here, right? So it's. Uh, uh, and that's what I tell my team too. Like whatever is whatever we produce is has to come from your brain. It is truly limited by your brain power. So it's all about how far can you go in mm. solving a spe specific problem. Uh, in a in a manufacturing company in an industrial setting, you're usually working on problems that has never been solved before, right? And also at the same time, you want to solve that problem, but you don't want to do it just one time, right? Just one time for one machine for one factory. You want to also solve it in a way that it can be used more broadly, that it is scalable. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to productize it. Um, and so it's it's. It's a very innovative field to be in, so I would say, you know, with, along with the technical training, uh, curiosity and passion is something that can get you, uh, make you successful in this field. Interesting. So now let's let's talk about. Um, I think, and and this is this is this is my last question, but I, I'll not bug you more. So and and thank you so much for for being patient and sort of being very candid about your responses. So very helpful. So, um, what are some of the some of the overblown areas that you are seeing in the industry? So, some of the keywords that you say, ah, we are over with this. Now let's get the get the conversation to the next level or whatever. So, what are some of the some of these um, opportunity points that you see that hey, we should actually move ahead and over from that? Uh, this will surprise you, but I think data science or data scientists, or at least the way it exists or is defined today. Um, I, like, you know, I just think that in a few years, uh, data science is going to be so pervasive and specialized that it will be in everything, right? Uh, the application of data science has no end, but the way we do data science today has will change. It has to become more specialized. Like, we uh, currently have generic data scientists who we expect to solve Different problems using the uh, different problems with the same skill sets, and I think over time the domain knowledge, being able to bring in that domain knowledge and matching it with the technical knowledge, is going to be um, very critical. Um, so, and it's also there's also if you've seen some of the newer technologies evolving, you you'll see that there are there's a whole lot of movement going on around um, being able to. Uh, it's called the citizen data science, right? Yeah. Letting anybody do machine learning. There are already tools and technologies being built that is going to be let let anybody be a data scientist. Um, so you'll see how the you know it will be interesting to see how that whole space evolves. And I think uh, the the way we define data science is going to change. Um, the way we ro define the role of data science. Uh, 
scientist is going to be uh, changing there always will be a need right. to be able to look at data and drive insights um, but i think it will become even more specialized skills and specialized technologies i think it's well put um, and and by the way when you were saying that one question crops to my mind which might be relevant to my community so i said i'll i'll ask one more and then and then i'll i'll, I'll then i'll i'll stop bugging you on that so um, let's talk about uh, an aspiring company or startup so they i, I think we we partly discuss in the, in the session as well about about this scenario and if suppose i i am i have a team of three fabulous people uh, they do analytics they do play with all the tool, tools uh, they play with r python whatever is out there how what would you suggest them what should they do to pitch uh, a business uh, who are seeking this solution like what are some of the some of the good hacks or some of the good areas through which they can actually pitch this their their product uh, to a manufacturing company if if i can have you, uh, your quick thoughts on that that would be awesome yeah no what, what what as you were speaking i was thinking you know move from solution to product like if you uh, set yourself up as a more services company you cannot scale you want to be able to automate certain parts of it so that you can scale um, to different manufacturing plants others you you'll be just doing solution for a very specific manufacturing plant and then it's a it's a pure resource play so being able to think uh, in terms of products is very important especially in data science field where we don't have many data science products interesting so uh, thank you again thank you bina so much uh, again for sharing your time uh, your knowledge and and being very candid about um, about a uh, bunch of these areas and definitely it's it's an it's an uh, it's an it's a delight to know what a data science folk at an industrial manufacturing company looks like and thinks like so that that that's a very very key insight for uh, for us thank you so much uh, love to have you on board again uh, in couple of months uh, to 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 sort of discuss your story how has you been progressing and 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 love to know any further insights that you you, you do and and thank you so much for your time thank you for having me yeah bye 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 yeah, I, just, I, just, uh, i thought i was sick of home but actually i was homesick never really knew that i would have to grow up so quick i'm so uncomfortable don't know anybody here just a couple dudes that i met once that's it then i go into the booth feeling nervous got butterflies in my stomach like i'm so worthless is the mic gone i don't know how to work this inside i'm breaking down i hope i'm not up on a